0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, our Vision for You Big Book study. My name is Santa H, and I'm a compulsive overeater living in a solution one day at a time. And today is Monday, June 27, 2016. Today we are reading from the Big Book, and we're on page 75, the last paragraph, beginning with returning Home, we find a place where we can be quiet for an hour. Today's readers are The 12 Steps, Dana B., The 12 Traditions, Lydia S., and reading the literature today are Chrissy G., Dev W., and Carrie P. The share ID for Sunday, June 26, 2016, our special edition meeting titled. Words of inspiration and education by seven recovered compulsive overeaters is 8865. Again, that's 8865. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. Our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Dana B. to please
1: read the 12 Steps, please. Good morning. This is Dana B. I'm calling from Colorado. Number one, these are the steps. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I pass.
0: And thank you, Dana B. And I will now ask Lydia S. to read the 12 Traditions, please. Good morning, Santa.
2: Good morning, everyone. It's Lydia S. in Texas, compulsive eater, living in recovery. And the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous 1, Our Common Welfare Should Come First. Radio, films, television, and other public media communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of our program, always ensuring principles before personality. Thanks, Santa Pass. And thank you, Lydia S. How
0: our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, should be muted. Today we resume our study of the Big Book on page 75, the last paragraph beginning with Returning from home, we find a place where we can be quiet for an hour. Through two paragraphs ending, if we still cling to something, we will not let go. We ask God to help us to be willing. The first paragraph will be for contents and comments focused on the second paragraph read.
3: And I will now ask Christy Dree to begin reading. Good morning, Christy. Christy, if you're speaking, we do not hear you. RCG, press star one to unmute. Tracy can can hear you. This is uh this is Janice,
0: if you need me. I think we're gonna have to move on. <laughs> yes. Okay, um, Okay, Chrissy must be having technical difficulties. Thank you, Janice. Um, I guess what we'll, what we'll do is, if Deb W would you like to be our second reader, um, read, read that first paragraph since you're second in line? Sure, sure, sure. Okay, and thank you so much, Janice. And thank you, Deb. Yo, you you're go
4: welcome. Ahead. Okay, so where am I reading now?
0: (laughs) Okay, we're at the um, page seventy-five. That last paragraph. Okay, Okay. we read paragraphs and comments focus on this. On the
4: second paragraph, on top of page seventy-six. Okay, returning home, we find a place where we can be quiet for an hour. Carefully reviewing what we have done, we thank God from the bottom of our heart that we know him better. Taking this book down from our shelf, we turn to the page which contains the 12 steps. Carefully reading the first five proposals, we ask if we have omitted anything. For we are building an ark which we shall walk a free man at last. Is our work solid so far? Are the stones properly in place? Have we skimped on the cement? put into the foundation? Have we tried to make mortar without sand? If we can answer to our satisfaction, we, we then look at step six. We have emphasized willingness as being indispensable. Are we now ready to let God remove from us all the things which we have admitted are objectionable? Can he now take them, all of and all, every one? If we still cling to something, we will not let go. We ask God to help us be willing. Okay, so once we have done all the inventory and once we have admitted the problem that we see, the difficulties, the defects that we ourselves see in ourselves uh and with the help of our sponsor um the the uh, question is are we w- willing uh, uh are we ready to let god remove us? uh and so it's not saying uh that we want we, that he will remove all of them the uh the, the prayer is saying that he will remove those that he Think. Uh, oh, I'm still. I'm. I'm working on the second one that I was reading. Okay, It's not saying that uh, from us, all the things we have admitted are objectionable. Um, what what is saying is that we're open to God to remove the things that are uh, giving us problems that stand in the way of our our usefulness to Him. Uh, he can take them all, everyone. And usually, when uh, I'm working with a sponsee, or I remember when I was doing this step, uh, I was ready because by the time I got to step six, I was aware of uh, my all my di- difficulties. I was aware of the the uh, selfishness, the self-seeking, self-pity, the character defects that. Uh, uh, I, the way I was living my life, out of those character defects, uh, the harm that I've done to other people, I was aware of that, and I was didn't have the food. I was restless, irritable, and discontent, and I wanted to keep moving. I wanted to get through these steps, and and I've I, I've heard that from other sponsors, and so um, yeah, so now take every one of them. And most of the times, it's yes, just a simple yes. This is a quick step that, you know, by the time we get to this place, it's really pretty easy to make. Um, And with that, I'll pass.
0: And thank you so much, DevW. And if you're just joining us, we are on top of page 76 is where we'll be focusing our comments on that first full paragraph. And who would like to comment Chris, for approximately three minutes? Chris, Nessa
5: Chris, This is Bella Canaysha.
4: Tina S. I heard Chrissy.
6: Chris, I heard Charles. A. Nessa R.
0: Nessa R. This is Bella Canaysha. Bella G. Tina S. Nadia. Tina S. Tina S. Melissa C. Melissa C. Larry. Larry K. Sarah Vasa W. O. Sarah W. And Vasa O. Wow, wonderful. What a great line up here. Let me read back what I have. I have Chrissy G., Charles H., Nessa R., Bella G., Nadia, Tina S., Melissa C., Larry K., Sarah W., and Vasa O. Good morning, Chrissy G. Good morning, Santa. Can you hear me
7: now? Perfectly. Oh my goodness gracious. Sorry about that. So when we when we are ready, are we willing to say that we can have God remove these things? This is for me what I work on every day because I I cling to some of these things because they, they still work for me. You know, when I when I get stopped by a police officer, and and I act like a distressed, you know, a, a damsel in distress, it works for me that in the past that I've gotten away with not getting tickets. Am I willing to be that honest and that authentic to give up all of my tricks that work in the world, you know, in favor for spiritual development and spiritual growth? I have to, if I say yes to that, then i have to i i have to mean it i have to make a decision and say i'm willing then i have to when that happens and someone even brings it up to me because i might not even notice it at first i might not think that that's a character defect but when i see it on a on a grosser scale when i manipulated men to get what i want in on a on a larger more personal scale and i did more damage then yes i can see where it takes effect but even in their subtle forms these things start to become apparent to us and we become willing to get rid of them, even in the most subtle of forms. With that, I'll pass.
0: And thank you, Chrissy G. And good morning, Charles H.
8: Good morning, Santa. Charles H. I'm a covered, we'll read for today. Um, yeah, the spiritual principle of this step, the sixth step is willingness. And, you know, I'm going to look at it from, from a page 84, step 10 standpoint. i got to be willing every single day. You know, um, I can recall, let me just say this. At some point, this, some sense of urgency is, is a must. I mean, I, I was at my um my sister's house for the weekend. My mother was pushing. Oh, y'all, y'all ain't got a mother that pushed your bus. Thank God. I, I'm grateful my mother's still alive, Right. My cousin told me, she was pushing my butt. I mean, I'm so much like her, and I was, oh, my God. However, the program of action, I mean, at the willingness to be like, all right, she's 77. I'm grateful she's still alive. This is when the program of action really kicks in. Like, you know, I've got to ask my God, you know, please take this defect away from me, this self-seeking and wanting it my way all the time and all that. And, you know, it worked. And plus the fact that my cousin's mother passed and said, you know what, be lucky that you still have your mother with me. That hit me right between the eyes. Um, I'm grateful, and I was able to make amends. And my sister was like, I don't never want you to come back over because you and your mother are alike, and you're it was like oil and vinegar. But, um, you know, this this, this willingness, right? Um, and, I, and I talked to a sponsor at the same time, like, during that whole process, so getting out of myself, being willing to help others, man—that sense of urgency, man. Not even talking about the food or nothing like that. Just a mindset, just a conclusion that I need a willingness to um to seek my higher powers' will. What that's just column. What will God want me to do? God will want me to mend that mess with my with my mom and be grateful that she's still alive. But some people. Ain't got their mother right now, so I'm just so grateful to have her on earth today. And, uh, and with that, I pass. Thanks.
0: And thank you, Charles H. Just a gentle reminder: if you're not sharing, please, please stay muted so we can have a quiet meeting. There's a lot of background noise. And next, we'll have Nessa R. And after Nessa R., will be Bella G. Good morning, Nessa R.
6: Hi. Good morning, Santa. Good morning. A vision for you. Uh, This is Nessa R, a recovered compulsive overeater from Toronto, Canada. Um, By the time I get to step six, I have seen all the misery that my character defects have caused me, and more importantly, I guess, the people around me. And I am entirely ready to have God remove these defects of character, but so what do I do? Do I ask God to remove them and then I just sit down and watch TV and waiting for things to happen? Um, What I learned from listening to to Joe and Charlie is that, no, I just don't sit down and and, and watch TV uh, and wait for things to happen. I, I have to act as if. I have to act as if. Um, I'm already the opposite of those details that I am unselfish and I am honest and I am trusting instead of fearful. Um, And it all makes perfect sense to me because, you know, if I continue acting in in the way that I've been acting, if I continue uh, bulldozing my way through life and people's lives, if I keep uh, imposing my will on others, I'm just going to be creating more debris in my wake, and um, more importantly, I'm going to remain blocked from God. So um, not only I have to come to the realization that, yeah, it's my defective character that have caused that misery, but that I have to act differently. I have to act differently until God sees it fit for those defects to be removed. You know, just because I'm acting as safe doesn't mean that they're gone. But it means that the consequences um are are not gonna be there most of the time. Of course I'm not gonna be perfect. I mean I'm still gonna have my my my, my moments where I'm gonna revert to my selfishness and my dishonesty. But um and I can clean that up too as I go along. I mean that's why that's why um built in six ten in the process to close that loophole um, that existed from from the uh from the Oxford group uh six tenets. But I, I do need to, uh, I do need to start behaving differently, even if it doesn't come naturally. You know, um, practice makes perfect, I and mean, I have to make, be careful what I practice because if I practice selfishness, I'm going to be very good at it, and, and 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 I am very good at it. I've been practicing it for decades and decades. So now I have to start practicing the opposite, so that too becomes second nature, and then one day I'm going to wake up and it's going to be gone. You know, but I I don't need to sit down and wait for that day because how much damage can I do to myself and others if I continue in my old ways? And um, I pass. Thank
3: you. And thank you, Nesta R. And next we'll have Bella G. Good morning, Bella G.
5: Good morning, Bella G. I am sorry, I was talking to myself. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Good morning, good morning, everybody. My name is Bella G, and I am a thankful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, Santa, for doing this service. Uh, this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. We have emphasized willingness, and um. We ask God to help us be willing. Wow, such a strong word, willingness. Yes, thank you, God. Now that I am in the program, yes, I know I am powerless. I am powerless over the food. I am powerless over other people's behavior. I am powerless. I have one power to choose. To choose the right choice one day at a time. And sometimes I do mistakes by my choosing. And, you know, but this is my power, to be able to choose. And yes, today I choose to be connected to God and to be willing, to be willing to accept myself that I am not perfect and I have all the time Uh, all all the time, the opportunity and a new chance to learn, to learn new things, to learn from other people. And I remember that once I, I had to do step 10, and I had a huge, you know, a huge anger, and I really was honest, but even though I did step 10, you know, the resentment didn't go away, And I remember that I called one of my good friends in the program and she told me, Bella, go back to step six and to ask God to be willing to remove this resentment. And yes, you know, I have to be reminded all the time that I have one one power to choose, and it's such a freedom to choose to be connected to God to remove my character defects because I have them. I have them. I just have to work on them, and I can work with them when I am honest, connected to God. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass.
0: And thank you, Bella G.
3: And next, we'll have up Nadia, and then Tina, you will be next. Good morning, Nadia. Okay, perhaps I misunderstood. Okay, Tina S. You're up. Good morning.
9: Good morning, Santa. Thanks for your service, Tina S. Compulsive Eater in Florida. Grateful to be on the line today. Uh you know, one of the things that I like I like about this particular paragraph that we're sharing on it it, you know the first thing it asks us can we answer to our satisfaction the previous questions you know and uh, for a long time I never asked myself those questions and I wondered why you know it wasn't working for me and uh, you know today I asked myself those questions and um, and I love what I already heard what, what was shared you know by the time I'm here I'm really I'm I'm ready to have God remove these defects of character, you know, because I just done the fourth step, I just done the fifth, I went home and I did all this stuff, and then then I'm you know doing step six. So in that moment, I am entirely ready, you know. And uh, you know, one of the things that I also know is that that's not always the case. So it, and it talks about willingness as being indispensable, you know, and the and the definition of uh, indispensable is absolutely necessary. You know, and uh, and it also says that you know if I don't have the willingness, I can pray for it. Wow, what an awful idea, you know. And um, you know one of the things today that keeps me coming back is you know I'm not comfortable with these defects of character anymore. I'm just not, you know. And and I uh, uh, and I like also what was shared. You know, some of them may still be working for me, but they don't work for very long. You know, they don't work for very long. And and I also you know know that God removes these, but I do, and I and I love what was shared. I have to act as if. You know, I can't just blatantly do these things and, and be conscionable about it because I can't. It just doesn't sit right anymore. And and what, what some fabulous some fabulous paragraphs. So with that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: And thank you, Tina S. And one last shout out for Nadia. Make sure I didn't miss anyone. All right, then. Okay, next we'll have Melissa C. And then after that will be Larry K. Good morning, Melissa.
10: Hi, good morning Santa. Good morning everyone. It's Melissa Stay recovered, compulsive over here in New York. And um, you know, um, I've admitted these things are objectionable, that um, they're they're not working for me. You know, they're they're what got me into this mess. And yet at the same time I need to pray um to be willing to let them go. Because as objectionable as they are, um you know, all I know, you know, it, it's 47 years of doing and behaving a certain way. Um, it's hard to let go of that. Um, and so, you know, I love um, when we talk about willingness and, and thinking about willingness, because, um, how do I cultivate willingness? You know, how do I grow my willingness and, and maintain my willingness? You know, I know but I... First came in, you know, and many of us were desperate. We're in, I was in agony, and so I was willing to do anything because I was in pain, and um, and so it was the pain and my desperation, and the hearing that there was hope that there was people that were having success and weren't living in pain, um, and so the dangerous part for me is as the pain subsides. Um, You know, often my, the character defects that were quite objectionable um, don't seem as objectionable anymore. Um, And so this is where I really need to, uh, you know, work my program um, diligently, you know. And, And the importance, what comes up for me here is the importance of working with new people, with newcomers, because I need to keep in really close intimate contact with pain and desperation. Um, You know, and the other thing that comes to me is um, that being willing, um, yeah, it's not a passive kind of uh, endeavor. It means that I'm participating, that I'm in agreement with God. You know, I used to just wish for the things to be removed that I didn't like, but did nothing about it. And um, that is not what this is. That's wishing really means that, yes, I want it removed, and I'm going to actively participate in having it removed. Thank you. With that, I'll pass.
0: And thank you, Melissa C. And next, we'll have Larry Kaye, and after that would be Sarah W. Good morning, Larry.
11: Good morning, Santa. How are you doing? Ah, you're muted. That's all right. <laughs> Larry Kaye, Recovered Compulsive Breeder from Chicago. Um, the uh you know i had a i had a wise person tell me one time we got to this step this was this was a a, quite a few years ago um you know so if if we're you know if we're now ready to let god remove those things that 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 we admitted are objectionable you know so we got these resentments the fears dishonesty selfishness all these things right and and he said you know it seems simple enough (laughs) you know it's like yes of course i want i want those things removed But see, he said, here's the deal. You know, for some of us, if it wasn't for the tools of dishonesty, uh, fear, resentment, lying, cheating, you know, all that stuff, all those self-centered motives, he said, "I, I probably would be dead. I would have committed suicide. So, in other words, you know, I don't think I would have lived long enough to get to you OA people. If I didn't have those tools in my toolbox at the time. So when we embark on 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 step six, you know, I think it's important sometimes to to let people know to look towards these things, you know, because these tools were working. They allowed some people to cope when they didn't have another tool in the toolbox. Right. In other words, you know, um, if we, you know, if those were the tools that you had and th- that was all that you had in your, in your bag, you know, we di- I didn't know this way of living existed. There was a time I didn't know this way of living existed. All I had was lying and cheating and stealing and drama and so forth. And those things worked for me until they didn't anymore. And, uh, you know, they might not have been the healthiest tools in the world, but they were the only ones that I had. And therefore, it would seem that my connection to them must run pretty deep. My connection might run deeper than I think, my ties to those, those character flaws. So something to look at with step six. And, and, and again, remember, we proceed through these steps in sequence. Step six is an important one to look at this. How deep do these, these tools run for you? With that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: And thank you, Larry Kay. And next we'll have Sarah W and then Vasa O. Good morning, Sarah.
12: Good morning, Santa. Good morning, a vision for you, Sarah W. Very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Um, I I really feel that this step is probably one of the most important steps in uh as far as what the steps do for us and and do to us and how they transform us although it is only two paragraphs where we talk about the sixth step. Um, If we look at uh, the the AA 12 and 12, which was written in the 1950s, whereas uh, the big book was written in 39, uh, Bill talks about it separating the men from the boys. And when I first did my steps, what I was told was... um, What is the difference between a girl and a woman? And if you read, um, and what I came to the conclusion of when I first wrote it was that it's about responsibility. It's about being willing to look at myself um, objectively and starting to act as if I was living in the assets, uh, so the opposites of the defects. And Bill talks about it on page 65 in the 12 and 12 where he says, This is something we are to be willing to work toward ourselves. He asks only that we try as best we know how to make progress in the building of character. So then I have to think about what is character. You know, character, my character is, you know, uh, it's, it's not my personality. It's really what I stand for, what my values are, you know, who I am as a human being. And I think that's a very important piece of the whole thing. That um, And and what I was taught was that uh, kind of what this idea of what my higher power was and those beautiful attributes that my higher power had would be what I would strive towards uh, in my life with the sixth step, that I would never arrive, but that would be what I would be continuing to work on. And as he says on page 66, he says, no matter how far we have progressed, Desires will always be found which oppose the grace of God, you know it's true we're human, you know I'm never going to get uh beyond human but um but I think this is what we aspire to and and we have to be open minded and we have to look at it as um this is the transformation that's going to happen, and yes, it's done by God. We can ask for help from a higher power, but we have to be doing something in the in the interim and uh, keep on working towards it and having uh, compassion for ourselves in the process. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much for letting me share.
0: And thank you, Sarah W. And good morning, Vasa O.
13: Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Santa, for your, for, for your service. And I am Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts. And yes, I was willing to let God to remove my compulsive overeating. I really did not know what I was getting into. That's all I thought I needed to come to put the food down. And I was going to be happy for the rest of my life. Well, I heard the next thing was the step four. Very, very confused. I struggled. You know, I struggled with the 12 uh, within my character traits or my, my character defects, whatever we call it. Um, I thought some of my good ones were so, some of the bad ones were so good, and some of the good ones were so not good, you know. And again, God started relieving, uh, revealing to me things that I did not know. And, um, and then, again, I was ready and willing for God to remove some of the ones that I was really conscious that were causing me problems. And he relieved them. He relieved me from um, one by one as I was going through the process. But one of the biggest character defects I I had, people-pleasing, I thought that was really a good thing, you know, people-pleasing, you know, and looking for that attention, you know. I grew up to believe that I had to be a good girl, you know, to do things for people, and, and you know, and looking for that attention, especially from men, boyfriends, or could be my husband, you know, always looking for that reassurance that, you know, I was loved or I was okay. I'm going to be okay. I'm okay, you know. And uh, I realized God knows who I I know who I am in my higher power, you know. I, I spent too much time and too un, too lot of energy into that, and that I, gradually I was be, being relieved. And what a what a gift from God that I'm not looking for that any longer. I do the best that I can be, the best person I can. And with people like me, it doesn't matter as long as I'm doing the right thing. And not everybody's going to love me and like me, and I'm not going to love everybody but I have a lot of compassion for people. I'm recovering, you know. Thank God that I've been found and saved from this disease. Thank you, and I pass.
0: And thank you, Vasa all, And thank you to everyone for being conscious of the time and staying within three minutes. Thank you. And before moving on, I would just ask if anybody else would like to comment on this paragraph of page 76, that first full paragraph, before we move on.
14: Like say from Boston. Reva Monica, P. Carolyn,
0: I heard Kathy K. Katie G. G. Katie G. Alexis
10: H. Reva Monica. P. Reva P.
0: Sue G. Just one second. I can't write that fast. Reva. <laughs> I heard Sue G, I believe. I heard yes. Alexis H., I believe.
15: And Monica T. Monica.
16: Carolyn S. H.
0: Alan S.H. Okay, I'll tell you who I have. Um, Kathy K., Katie G., Reva P., Sue G., Alexis H., Monica T., and Carolyn S.H. And gratefully, we'll get through everyone. and We'll just see. Good morning, Kathy K. Kathy K., we don't hear you. Okay, we'll come back to her. Uh, good morning, KDG.
17: Good morning, Santa, may I be heard? Yes,
0: you can, good morning.
17: Good morning, sorry, let me just um, set my timer. Hi guys, it's uh, KDG from Boston, recovered uh, compulsive reader, anorexic and bulimic. Um, so the good news about step six for me is that I can come back to it all the time. Um, And if you know me, I am very cute into my character defects. But the analogy that I really like is that character defects, um, root and branch, right? Okay, so what is the root? The root is the thing I don't want to get rid of. So let me give you an example. Um, The branch is me um, trying to control Hubs to be right like I'm like, Okay, are we going to set up the puppy gate? Are we going to try it today? Now, look, we get the puppy on July 8th. But yesterday, it's like, okay, are we going to try the baby device or, or the baby gate? Are we going to try it? 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 Okay, so the the manifestation, the branch that I don't like is that Hubstabee starts looking at me like I'm Cruella DeVille, which he should because I'm nagging and controlling. I don't like that. I don't wanna be KDG from Boston nagging controller, right? But what I don't wanna let go of is the root, that feeling of, okay, I'm okay because deep down inside, if I don't control, something's gonna happen and I'm not gonna be okay, right? And that's an old fear. That's coming from childhood. So the feeling is real, but it's not true. And so, what helped me yesterday, and God willing will help me today, is the awareness. Oh, look, Hubstaby's not looking at you very happy. Katie, what's going on? Hand over heart, looking at the controller. Katie, the controller is coming up, Katie the Nagger, and saying, Katie, are you willing to shut your mouth right now? Are you willing that God will take care of you and the puppy and the gate and the marriage and the na 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 na? So what that means is I need to practice the willingness to bear discomfort. And so the reason I'm giving you this example is because a lot of people call me and they're newly abstinent, out of relapse or whatever, and they're like, how do I do this? So from day one, I need to practice the willingness to bear discomfort, to do the thing I don't wanna do, to realize I have two ears and one mouth. And you all know that KDG G. from Boston would benefit from remembering two ears One mouth, shut your mouth, KDG. Just shut your mouth and trust that God. And this may not seem like a big example to you guys. But for me, hand over heart to stop nagging. And the reason I do this work is not because I want my fiancé to love me more, but because ultimately what I always like to remember is if I continue to practice these character defects, I will hate myself and all of you so much that eating will be a step up. And that's why I continue to practice this each and every day. And I'm going to do it with you guys one more day, God willing. And with that, I have pass.
0: And thank you, Katie G. It was Last call for Kathy K. Okay, then it was my ears. Okay, next we'll have Reva
14: P. And then next would be Sue G. Good morning, Reva. Good morning. This is Reva P., Grateful, Recovered, Compulsive Overeater in Toronto. When I uh, first went through the steps, because these paragraphs are so short, um, I really neglected Steps 6 and 7 and rushed on to 8 and 9. Um, And what has helped me is not necessarily how long I spend on six and seven, but how deep I go with this. And I love the pause of six before I actually ask God, oh, just take this stuff. I can't stand it anymore. Just take it from me. Um, I really need to go deeper and look at what has been touched on. You know, I, I get an idea pretty easily of what the defects have done to me and how they've hurt me and how they've made me miserable. But what's helped me is to really take a few minutes um, and look at what they do for me. Is there still some almost crazy payoff, sick payoff? And a lot of times when I look at the benefits of the defects, even after four and five, what I see is they get me to be... um, irresponsible they get me stuck in blaming everybody and everything else for my problems and then i don't have to take responsibility i don't have to take risks i don't have to deal with that discomfort of change um, and when i really take a deeper look at that that helps propel me to step seven where i actually ask um, god to remove them and then the other part of the action of the willingness. Um, the acting as if, um, because I still might feel the resentment, I still might feel the fear, and I just act as if anyway and trust. God will remove defects in his time and his way. But I have to remember, because I sometimes get off track, when I'm acting as if, I'm not acting as if because I'm thinking that I'm actually going to remove my own defects and I'm going to change me. It says very specifically, can he take them? Can I let God? I don't make anything happen. I don't, if I could change myself, I wouldn't be in this program in the first place. I would have just changed my food and changed myself and be done with it. But I can't. Um, I have to ask a power greater than myself. So I have to remember, I'm acting as if because I'm taking responsibility to the best of my ability, and then God will do it You know, in the next step in his time and his way. With that, I pass.
0: And thank you, Reba P. And good morning, Sue G.
18: Good morning, um, Sue G. from Michigan, recovered from, from compulsive overeater. Um, first few times I did step six, they gave me the sheets from OA 34, defects, 30, 34 assets. And I remembered how how many I had um on that list and then um, people start talking about the four to look for um, selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear <clears throat> and I started being told that those are the four that I wanted God to remove from me but I love the share before me because it really took some of my material but it put it in better words than I probably would have But I do have some character defects that do not fall under those four that we're to continue to watch for, Um, such as controlling, uh, stealing at some time. I was going through a time of of stealing money from my husband's wallet, for example. Um, So there were things that I was willing to give up, and there were things that I wasn't, and I remember being down so low that um, some of them that that I had to be, I had to pray to be made, to be willing to be made willing, not just to be willing, but to be you know pray to be made willing, to pray to be willing to be made willing, and that's taken a long time. It's taken years, and I think the thing that really helped me was understanding. <clears throat> Uh, I think it was in the twelve, twelve that that God removes those character defects that are the most harmful to others and to myself first, and that they don't go in any order. They don't go in the order we want them to go in, but to go in the order of God, how he wants them to go. But I had to be willing, before I could go on to seven, I had to be willing, at least be willing to be made willing to have him remove all of them. And with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: And thank you, Sue G. And good morning, Alexis H. Alexis, we
7: don't
19: hear you. Hi, this is Alexis H. Can you hear me?
0: I sure can.
19: Um, Right, so I'm a compulsive uh, overeater from Issa, New York, and... So I guess the first thing that just made me think of is the importance of going and having the quiet hour after doing a fifth step. And um, part of the instructions that I received were to use the 12 and 12 and to go through and actually write out the questions that come up. And that was kind of like a way to have, you know, an internal dialogue and to get a little bit honest about what things I've done and what I hadn't. And then um, I can also identify with the, the shares about, you know, this kind of being done in God's time. I definitely would much rather have homework and uh, some action that I'm supposed to take in order for the, you know, for the defect to be removed. I would much rather just have to, like, you know, do something repeatedly and then and essentially heal myself. And that, that's not the way it works. Um, What I've learned instead is that um, I get to go through a process that's normally uncomfortable of learning to identify the defect and noticing when it comes up and, oh, here I am again with more judgmental thoughts. Here I am again with judgmental thoughts. And um, that the defect gets removed in in God's time. So it might still be useful in a way that I don't understand. And the way that this happened recently is, I was sitting in a meeting, and this woman came up to me afterwards and said, oh, my gosh, you know, this thing's just, like, driving me crazy. And uh, and I just, like, stood there and listened, and she said, yeah, like, you know, somebody will start to share, and then I start to, like, judge them and think about this. And I just looked at her, and I said, me too, because that's, like, the character defect that had been in my face for a while. So in that moment, I was able to be useful to this woman because my defect was still plaguing me for a period of time. Where I am with it right now is um, when I do the seven-step prayer every morning, I just add in there the defects that I'm, you know, that I'm struggling with and that I hope God will release soon And just keep trying to trust that it will happen in, you know, in my higher powers time. So that's all I have. Thank you.
0: And thank you, Alexis H. And good morning, Monica T.
15: Good morning, Santa. Good morning, everyone. My name is Monica T, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Florida. So here we are at step six, and the principle for step six is willingness. And we see it a couple of times here, or we see that word willingness in this paragraph. We have emphasized, we have stressed willingness as being indispensable, absolutely necessary, absolutely necessary. Are we now ready to let God remove from us all the things which we have admitted are objectionable? What's objectionable those things that cause harm? So when I came to step six i um you know I had just read notebooks full of stuff to my sponsor, and I saw over and over and over you know this is a process these steps. And the process of God revealing to me lots and lots and lots of things that I didn't have a clue about. So I was more than ready at this point with some things that were very obvious to me that I did not want to continue doing those objectionable behaviors because they harmed others and they harmed me. And what happens when Monica is, is irritable, discontented, and restless because she's done things You know, she knows underneath. She's done things that um, are harming people, and they harm me. Well, my default mechanism was always to eat. So now with this one here, I'm being given a chance to do something about it. I, you know, immediately or very quickly, I saw gossiping was a character defect. Now, where do you find these character defects? You know, a little, some help here is go to your self-seeking part of your fourth, your turnarounds, your four-step turnarounds. What did you do? How'd you retaliate? You know, I criticized, I judged, I gossiped, I lied, I stole. I did all kinds of things. So now this has been revealed to me. So now Monica, as an adult, has a responsibility for her behavior. So if I'm a big gossiper, I now keep my mouth shut. If I've been lying to people about things, I now tell the truth. And I ask God for the willingness to work on these things. But I've got a responsibility for my behavior because now he's shown these things to me. Can he now take them all, everyone? you know? And and it's on God's time, on God's term. But I have to continue being responsible for my behavior, for the things that he has shown to me that are objectionable. And with that, I pass.
0: And thank you, Monica T. And good morning, Carolyn S.H.
16: Hi, Santa. Can you hear me? Perfectly hi um good morning everyone carolyn sh i wasn't sure where i was in the queue sorry um i have my abstinent breakfast in my mouth sorry um yeah so um i what's was jumping out at me this morning is this whole idea of willingness in the um i've loved what i've heard so far in the share and the line so bill says we have emphasized willingness as being indispensable. So he's referring to what has been said in the past in this book. We have emphasized. And I was, I'm thinking, yeah, I've read that sentence over and over, and I've thought, so where has he emphasized that? And um, without being a real scholar of this book, um, in my recollection, it's in every single step. I have needed willingness. I have needed willingness to admit my powerlessness um, and my unmanageability, willingness to um, believe in a power greater than myself, willingness to turn my well, my life over to that power, um, and then real willingness to um, take this scary, what was scary to me, this step of looking at my own character defects and then willingness to tell another person um, and now I still need willingness. Now I need the willingness to to let God take those things. And I've heard someone um, uh, define willingness as being cheerfully ready. Um, now I don't know if I'm cheerfully ready, but being ready, like really, really ready to let go and be something else, to let God let me be something else. Um, and I... Um, agree with what was said about like for me even if I'm not willing I can kind of back up to where I am willing like am I willing to be willing or am I willing you know am I willing to just say the prayer am I willing just to ask God for help like whatever my level of willingness um, that's where my higher power meets me um, and and I go from there um, and that's actually what's said in the last sentence of this paragraph. If we still cling to something, we will not let go. We ask God to help us be willing. Um, So I don't have to just give up. I can ask for help there if I'm not willing. Uh, And that's all for me. Thanks. And thank you,
0: Carlin S.H. And thank you to everyone who has shared. Please join us for the second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer, and I will now ask Carrie P. to please read a vision for you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Keep you until then. Good morning, Carrie P. Good morning, Santa. Can you hear me? I sure can.
14: Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us.